Hi, this is Gavin with Haversick Designs, and this is The Sound Project. All right, I am here with my good friend, Jacob Biz Morris. What's up? Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming up all the way from Atlanta Yeah. to visit Carmel, Indiana, and film this podcast. What were you thinking? Um, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, but but we have, we've, we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Last night you flew in. We had dinner. and Played ping pong to... till midnight in the middle of the city. It's yeah. Been, it's been great. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, man, uh, we've known each other now. I actually looked it up when I was in. I was like, how long have I even known Biz? And uh, I know the date. Uh, it's May 25th, 2016 is do when you, we got introduced. Do you have that tattooed on you? I do. Okay. I do. We're not going to show it on camera. But... Um, yeah, it was that. It, so that was been you know seven years ago, wow. and we were introduced. Uh, Israel Foster uh, introduced us. Is yeah for for a, a project that uh, you had going on for Victory World Church. Oh wow! <clears throat> yeah, long time ago. Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan's church, go. and and we did a like a three room studio for him. Uh, I remember I looked at the email and it was like uh, they're thinking about a few other consultants, but I threw your name in the in the ring and said the person to call is Jacob Morris, so you're the person to call, and yeah. I did, and the rest is history. That's it. That is, that's it. <clears throat> that's all you need. Yep. But uh, now look at us. Look at us. Now. Ping pong until midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that that was the start of it all? No one. Maybe is did. We'll have to ask him. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like w- way back then, we we did a, a project together, and then we've done multiple ones since. Isn't so, that crazy? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's weird when you like. I look back at that email, and I've tried to look, thinking about what was I thinking. It just it honestly was just another lead and another referral. I appreciated it, but then I um, didn't know that I I talked to you like probably every day. Every day. That's so know? funny. Um, but uh, tell tell everybody like uh, people that aren't familiar with you, which yeah. you know, they if they aren't they should be. Oh uh, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what what yeah? How did you uh, get to where you are in the industry? What do you do? Yeah. So I uh, yeah I live in Atlanta. Um, I work for a record label, Reach Records, um, and then I also have a mixing and mastering company. Uh, but yeah, I'm just a Audio engineer, love mixing and mastering, love helping indi- uh, indi- uh, independent artists. Um, yeah, so I just do a lot of a lot of outside stuff, but I also love just connecting dots for people and mm-hmm. just being there to help um, artists or engineers or just people um, find solutions to problems. Yeah, yeah. And you you grew up in Texas. Is that grew right? up in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask questions like I don't know the answers yeah. to them already. But yeah, in Dallas. And how did you get into like doing music? Yeah, uh, at a young age, like 13, 14, it's always been an interest of trying to, trying to, I always liked behind the scenes stuff. So engineering, studio stuff, live stuff. Uh, never really cared about being on the stage. Uh, I knew that it wasn't going to be an end thing, but I always loved being the support of the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and audio engineering is just what I fell in love with. So right out of high school, I went to uh, the Conservatory of Recording Arts mm-hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Decided I was going to go do movie stuff like full the ADR, mm-hmm. but decided to go back to Dallas and continue doing music. Uh, and that led me to move to Atlanta full time. Um, and that's where we are today. How long ago did you move to Atlanta? 10 years. Okay. Yeah, I moved there two weeks after I got married. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife, Lindsay, moved there and we love it. You got we three had, little kids? We had three little kids, just had a baby boy mm-hmm. six months ago. And Jack. Yeah, there he is. Vivian, <laughs> Ella, and Jack. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, your whole family's great. And I love, I, we have a lot of work in Atlanta. And so I get to come yeah. visit you guys quite a bit. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And so you work at Reach. Yep. You do a lot of uh, mixing, mastering. Yeah. Um, so I have a company, uh, Get Mixed. Uh, I launched it a couple of years ago. It was a solution to help uh, independent artists have quality mixes at an affordable rate because mm-hmm. as we know mixers who are good charge a lot of money and my mixing career was taken off and I was getting a lot of major label placements but I was leaving the independent artists who I really love and care about behind and so that was an easy way to um, help them is to create this company that we could um, I can have a staff of people help me so that I can cut costs and just build this thing up to help independent artists 
find a solution to have good quality mixing and mastering and Atmos now. So, um, which is, you know, when Atmos started, it was only majors, right? Independent artists had a hard time keeping up because it was just so expensive. So yeah, yeah, we, we, we found a way to have a solution to make it affordable. How long have you been doing get mixed now? Two years. Two years. Yeah. And, um, are you seeing like a ton of growth on that? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something that people would. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going well. Um, we have a lot of cool plans for the future. Um, but yeah, we're helping a lot of artists and we plan to help a lot more. Yeah. And that's just, most of that's like a online interface. Like you created a website. Um, and the, the, the goal was have an artist be able to just buy a song, log into their dashboard, upload their files. I mix it. We upload the mix back. And when they want a revision, they can play the mix, press pause, type in their notes, keep going. So they can, they can do a revision and we don't have to talk. Yeah. We can. Sure. But we don't have to. Right. And so it's just quick, easy um, for the artist. So they log in and when they when they want to buy another mix, it's just right there in their, their, their dashboard and it's very easy, straightforward. Well, and that's awesome too because like a lot of those independent artists, like you said, um, your mixing career where you've gotten to the point you're in high demand. You yeah. know, it's like there's a lot of stuff going on. There's sure a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you can't necessarily, um, you know, maybe sit down and have have these big conversations, things like that. No, and, yeah. and so, but this gives a, them an opportunity and access to you and, yep. and your staff to get a good mix out of it. Yeah, so. yeah. The team is strong. Yeah. You yeah. can't do nothing without the team. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, when, when it comes to your role at Reach, like what, what are yeah. all your responsibilities there? Overseeing um, the studio side, we have a whole studio. We have four rooms there. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my goal is just be there, help the artist. Um, I work really close to A&Rs. And just, just pretty much anything on the audio side related, um, I'm there to, to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from recording to file management to making sure masters get turned in, all files get turned in. Mm-hmm. If artists need help on the road, like any anything anything audio-related, um, I'm right there for them. Nice. So what artists uh, are on the roster that you typically Yeah, one of our big artists is Lecrae. Yeah. Um, Lecrae, Andy Minio, Triple Tadashi, Holvey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we... I hate to ask that question because you, uh, you'll end up leaving somebody out and someone will be upset. That's fine. That's fine. Juan Day. Tadashi, I said Tadashi. Yeah, you did. Limo Blaze. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah. There's so many, and they're all talented. And Man, it's, they're it's, amazing. It's yeah. really cool because it, like I saw when they came here through Indianapolis, like the the oh, on a shame tour. tour. Yeah, on yep. a shame tour. Um, I mean, there's so many artists, and you get to see them all together. And yeah. I'm sure did you like, go? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Went, you got me tickets. Oh, I got you tickets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I did. You hooked it up. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, remember I that? I right? remember that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was me and uh, like I think three or four others. Yeah, man, they're they're all so talented. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I love working with them. What's your favorite part of the process? Uh, like, do you like the? Do you like doing tracking, or is it mostly? I like, like coming in when it's crunch time, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the creation side, like the let's just try stuff. That's really fun at, in seasons, but I'm in a season where I really love if there's a problem to come solve it. And mm-hmm. It's crunch time. We got due dates. Yep. Let's go. You like that part? Yep. All right. A lot of people get stressed out, but like I'm like, let's go. Yeah, just get knocked yeah. out. Yeah. They, whenever we talk, I mean, it's funny because we're always both of us are very busy and we're traveling, doing different things, and it's just like it doesn't seem like a week goes by that we don't talk, and it's like there's a fire to slam. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like it when there's fires. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta put them out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So I think you you mentioned about how you like to connect the dots, and I think that's how we ended up working together on a lot of these projects because yeah. you like people turn to you to if you're that guy that puts out fires and gets it done then they just think like oh well yeah. i've got this thing it's out of left field but i'm building a studio can you help with that too? oh yes i can yeah <laughs> yeah and i remember like uh, i mean the victory world church project went really well and and then that was really straightforward yeah but then after that um i think the next opportunity we worked on was was tori's studio yeah. um and tori kelly i remember the night that lecrae lecrae and her really close they did a song but he was over there hanging out with his family and and her and dre um he lecrae facetimed me he's like she wants to do a studio and i'm like awesome yeah let's go yeah and i called you like probably that night yeah I remember getting that call. I was like, man, that'd be super fun. Because Tori, she's just, um, I didn't know her yet. You, of course, knew her. But, um, uh, you know, she's like one of the best people. Like her and Andre both. Like yep. her and her husband are just. Great human beings. Just really, really nice. And um, just 
genuine people and and you know even though she's got a big name and she's famous and she doesn't act that way at all you know right. i remember when we were there doing the studio like she was doing laundry while we were like <laughs> installing treatment and stuff yeah. like that and just just down to earth awesome people and and uh yeah you called me about it and and basically like i, I actually created a powerpoint here um to kind of show off some of the, the the work that we've done and and some of the like the um early stages of the projects as well. Oh, wow, that was her room before, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's the room uh, when we arrived um, that, that that trip uh, when, I, when I went there. You had actually gone in a little earlier and, okay. and you had done like physical measurements. Like you, you that we designed oh, yeah. a lot of this from afar, you know, yep. it's like where you... you Let's uh, get started before, yeah. Yeah, and you sent measurements, but then also did some acoustical measurements in the room. Yeah, I We did. were able to see some, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Better than I could probably Yeah, do no. But this is that. So the room is you know twelve foot by fourteen foot four inches. It was just a bedroom, yeah. you know, and it had a, some limitations. There's like sliding glass door. You know, there's closets on the whole back wall of the of the uh, studio, and uh, that we really didn't want to remove. And and she didn't want to do any construction. You know, she right. didn't care about isolation. She just wanted it to sound good. She didn't have neighbors close. Yeah, yeah. What was her main goals? Do you remember? She didn't want to make it feel like a studio studio. She wanted it to be homey, mm-hmm. uh, if I can remember right. Yeah. That was it. And one thing I always was scared of was that glass door. Yeah. And anytime, uh, I don't know if we're jumping the gun here, but anytime I bring a problem like that, you don't, you don't, it doesn't, that doesn't, that stuff does not scare you. That excites you. Yeah. I mean, because you're like she wants she wants that glass door, so let's figure it out. Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, like we did a studio for Tyler Joseph that had windows everywhere. It's a sunroom, you yeah, know, like okay. and, and there's windows, and, and every pro- project there's going to be compromises. There's going to be things that we got to work around, and and the thing is, like sometimes people will look at that and say, like, well, uh, the the room is a lost cause. Like mm-hmm. you, you're never going to get tear a good, it down, tear it down, just build build it again, but. Uh, no, it's like I knew that she just wanted to have a nice, cozy space for her to be creative in. And, and uh, I mean, she kind of got her start doing YouTube videos out of her bedroom right. and things. And, like, now she bought a house and she's successful and she wanted a, wanted a space for her, right. which is, is, is to get back to kind of the, the roots of it. But, um, you know, you, you sent some... I don't want to get too in the weeds with the technical yeah, details, did. but yeah, you, I did. You did this this testing results. Yeah, I did. This is the frequency response uh, of the room before treatment, and it had challenges. You know, it had uh, you know some peaks and dips here in the low frequency range. We've got um, you know uh, like especially in that sixty hertz range, there's a bit of a, a, a dip, which is around kick drum frequency mm-hmm. range. So we had to look at that and address that. A lot of comb filtering that was happening in the higher frequency, uh, just because everything was reflective. You got glass, hardwood floor, and drywall walls, and um, just every room looks bad before it's treated. Right. You know, and it's just a matter of it's just fact finding, figuring out like what's going on. Um, we also looked at impulse responses, and this shows energy over time. So this first peak is the direct sound hitting that microphone, and then all these peaks are just uh, reflections coming back from around the room, and speed of sound's constant, so I can go through and figure out which which surface each one of those things bounced off of before it came back. So um, that was super helpful to get as well. And then waterfall plots to look at you know, energy over time. Uh, so certain frequencies linger in the room longer than others. So left to right here is frequency. Uh, up and down is amplitude. And then coming out of the screen three-dimensionally is time. And you can see, like, based on room modes, these ridges, like, which which frequencies are, are problematic and masking other things. So we looked at all of that. And then uh, I remember when we did this project, uh, Oscar, who's been with me for four t- four years full time, he was an intern at the time. Yeah, and actually a big Tori Kelly fan. You oh know? yeah. And, and so um, I looked at Oscar and I was just like, man, like, do you think you could? Have you ever worked in SketchUp before? Have you done any renderings? And he's like, no, but I'll learn. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's an engineer by degree, and he likes to just go in and problem solve. And so um, <clears throat> I apologize to Oscar. He he does the renderings he does now are ridiculous and we, we actually will show some a little bit later um but uh this is his first one that he did in SketchUp, and this is before we did any kind of but look at that it, yeah it, basically we had an idea of these hexagon panels for tori's room and they were more expensive than rectangular panels sure but 
we thought it would look really cool in there. And uh, Tori couldn't quite, vi- she couldn't visualize it in her head. She's like, man, I, I just don't know if I want to do this. So that's why we, we turned to the rendering and, and trying to show her a little bit of what was going on. And we started off here more of a kind of a wireframe drawing. Um, and then it, it evolved to a little bit more uh, photorealistic, had some of the sunlight coming in from the, from the uh, sliding glass door. And then we changed it again once she uh, arrived at colors, color scheme that she yeah. She wanted so yeah. uh, it was more of a you know gray and blue and white and and just try to uh you know the first color scheme we put out there was like the yellow and she was like i don't really like that but she gave us direction and and we we tailored it and then once she saw this she's like i get it now like mm-hmm. I, I see why going from just rectangular panels to these hexagons are going to make a difference that's why that's why i love renders like this yeah you can just make quick decisions um yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, a big part of our process these days. It's like it's hard to even design a studio without them anymore. Do you think you do renders for every studio? Pretty much. Wow. There's there's even some projects that we've done them where it's just like it wasn't really in our scope, but just to get our our it helps heads, you guys. heads around it, you know. Yeah. yeah, it helps us a lot. So. So after we got a whole design uh, put together, it's not something I do often, but uh, I flew out there with you and yeah, you did <laughs> to install everything. Yeah, you did. Uh, do some do some labor on on this project. But for Tori, I just wanted it to be perfect. No, you, know? you wanted to come hang out with you with or me. Tori. Remember? No, with me. You wanted I, I don't to be, remember it that want, way. Yeah, yeah, you did. We went we went to dinner with Tori. <laughs> yeah, went to a, we went to a concert with Tori and Andre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. No, uh, it was cool to yet. hang out. It was cool to hang out. Um, and and I, honestly, I needed you because um, one of the things oh. we need, we needed to measure where the lights were in the room. And so um, this is this is I mean it's very accurate here. You're holding up a soft shelled guitar case of Tori's uh, so that I could shoot a laser distance finder. Uh, and that's uh, uh, Tori's husband, Andre, there helping you, out as well. You don't know what I was doing. Well, you're, you're enjoying making it. it up. You're you're definitely enjoying it because look at the smile on your face. Dre said a funny joke. That's what it was. Okay, your memory is a little off, but it's fine. Uh, you helped me with this. I I uh, we 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 got the positions of the lights. We just wanted to ensure, but with those hexagons, they have to fit perfectly. And once you place the first one, everything feeds off of it. And I just wanted to make sure that. Uh, the the dimensions were correct, so we started that off. You know, one of the things, you know, all the panels were provided from acoustical fulfillment. Yeah, and uh, the crate was actually something that was very impressive uh, as far as how it was all packed. packed. I remember taking that apart. Yeah, we took it apart, and um, you know, this is the the overall crate. It got got delivered, and then uh, inside of it, like all of the panels, all the hexagons, and the diffusers, and things like that, are all individually kind of wrapped and spaced. You can kind of see here there's cardboard dividers because, you know, ensuring that the last thing that you want to happen is that you get a shipment and then everything's Just damaged. damaged or something like that because you're waiting sometimes, you know, six to ten weeks to get these products in. And then if especially if I'm flying out there to install them, you know, you want it to be right. So the, the crate they, they built was awesome. All the, all the materials were there. I remember this is... It was in their garage, which was like mm-hmm. two above, yeah. two floors above where the studio were, was. So we had to carry everything down um, and kind of oh, get yeah. get started. Um, and all of it really hinged on that first panel on that front wall. I, I I spent you know probably more time on that one panel than I did most of the other panels. Perfectionist. That's what I do. Yeah, it's fine. The details matter. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. So you can see there, the first panel gets gets centered on the wall. I got my my uh, um, leveler there to make sure everything is 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 as level as possible because then everything builds off of that. You know, you had the second panel and then the next panels and all these hexagon panels were were different thicknesses. Uh, you can kind of see it better from from this angle here. Yeah. Um, and some of them have a perforated facing underneath the fabric, and and uh, we we designed it to be. Uh, controlled, but still a little bit lively, because yeah, that she does a ton of acoustic guitar and vocals, like yep. that's her that's her thing, and so that's that's what we are mostly shooting for to have a good space to record those two things in there, um, and uh, I mean, what did you think about the install process? Did you? Uh, yeah, doing those hexagon panels. That's that was I never done that before. Yeah, uh, but. It, because she was there, they kept coming down to peek in and mm-hmm. watching them be excited about it. Yeah, uh, 
also made me excited. Well, one thing she was excited about was helping us to fill the diffusers because uh, the diffusers come, uh, they come empty, they're hollow, and yeah. they stack. Um, but what we got is a bunch of this expanding oh, foam yeah. pro- product. And uh, Tori even even helped uh, with this stage of it because it's honestly just kind of fun. So we filled each one of these, and that's so that they're, they're not going to resonate or rattle and, and things like that. And all these diffusers go on the ceiling mm-hmm. in the back part of the room. My idea was that if she wanted to do acoustic guitar, she could sit right underneath those and, and uh, have a nice full sound. Um, but we also had a nice view. Uh, while we were doing it. It's a great one. (laughs) Um, Next thing here is the uh, Flex 48s. Uh, We've got... um, This this is my first time seeing these in person. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Flex 48s, it's a product I developed and got a patent with uh, my partners at Acoustical Fulfillment, but it's an absorber when you want it to be and a diffuser when you want it to be. So for Tori, it was almost like ready-made for her Mm -hmm. because... It's acoustic guitar. The shields should be in. When she's doing vocals, she pops the shields out. I don't know how much she she does that. I was going to ask you, do you think that she does that? I don't think she does it a lot, honestly. Her vocals sound great. Yeah, vocals sound great. She, I mean, there's a lot of things that have ended up on the album that she does out of that room. And and I think that uh, it is also a cool backdrop for all these... uh, like talk shows that she was on during COVID. Like yeah, she oh, was, perfect timing. She was always like sitting on that couch with the Flex 48s behind her, and and uh, um, I mean she was probably on six or seven wow. talk shows that that uh, during that season. But um, I mean the next photo is really important because this is when we we're done and you were feeling good about yourself. That's all the hard work I did. Is this? Mm-hmm. I I tend to remember that I installed a little more I, than you did. I think I think this is when I built that mixing rig and I had that with me. Do you remember? Yeah. And I was upstairs mixing. Oh, you were. Oh, you were. Yeah, that's the thing. You were. You were. I was busy. You're busy doing your thing, and I did mostly install. Yeah. But I don't think that that's true. But that's fine. <laughs> that is true. But <laughs> I will say that uh, I have a lot of, a lot more experience with installing products, and you yeah. have a lot more experience mixing. Yeah. So, um, if you wanted me to do the the panels. I would have been okay if they were not straight. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then I'm glad it worked yeah. out the way it did. Um, so that's that's you. Excited that it's done. This is us uh, trying our best to uh, not smile. Uh, I didn't include the other pictures because there's a lot of them where we're, we're, we're corpsing a little bit. But I wonder what time that was. That, Late at night. That was probably one or two in the morning. Because we were leaving the next day. You were leaving the next day. I was. Because I had the, after we did the acoustics, I was doing the gear. Yes. Yeah. On the same trip. On wow. the same trip. Yeah. So, uh, the final photo of the room, um, just such a cool space. That, that desk. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's monk why. Wood. Yes, yeah. that's why uh, we had to do it. We had to time everything perfect. Right. Because he was driving to deliver this desk, and then I was doing gear on all on the same trip. Yeah. If anyone out there has not seen Monkwood's work, um, it's it's amazing. So uh, if you search on Instagram for Monkwood or um, I'm not sure if the website's monkwood.com or not, we'll look it up, but we'll, we'll put it in the description. Um, just always like custom handmade oh, he's, he's awesome. desks. And, and uh, uh, I just love yep. it when any of those end up in a studio of ours. And uh, so he's got that desk. Tell a little bit about the gear that you selected for her. Yeah. My, I mean, my favorite vocal chain is the 1073 tube tech Sony 800. Mm-hmm. And so when we were talking, when I was talking to her about what gear she wanted, I knew it was a solid vocal chain mm-hmm. that she wanted, and that was my favorite. So it wasn't much convincing. She, she was pretty, you know, she trust. Um, so yeah, we did. It's pretty simple. We got an Apollo, I think, uh, the Grace Design monitor controller, full cow trios, 800 mm-hmm. tube tech, 1073, and then a off for the full cows. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's super simple, but every single aspect of it's like the highest quality. Yeah, and and my goal too is just I didn't want her to have to solve like any problems when she walked in, so I knew if we added too much stuff, it would yeah. it would have been a headache. Yeah, it, yeah, she wanted it to be just ready Walking. to go and, and oh, laptop docking because she anytime she wanted to go on the road, she wanted to take her laptop. Yeah, so she had a docking station. She just pops it in and goes. Awesome. Yeah, she's very happy about it. I remember when it was all finished up, like she was just like so ecstatic that yeah. she had this in her house, you yeah. know. And uh, it's always great to see that. I mean, we work with a lot of artists that are just like, I mean, they have the ability to have these spaces, and it's it's, uh, um, but it's not lost on them that it's just like this is really really cool. It's a dream, yeah. Yeah, it's 
Yeah. So like, yeah, she, you know, being able to play uh, acoustic guitar in there sounds really nice, but also being able to cut vocals. I mean, it's kind of perfect for what she does. Yeah. And also we got Frodo the dog. Let's go. You know, Frodo the dog is, uh, that's one of my favorite things about going to projects. I get to meet so many dogs. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we got Charlie up in Traverse City. We got Jim in Columbus. We got all these dogs that I get to get to play around with. So Frodo, shout out to Frodo. Frodo. Um, I'm realizing on this next slide, like the, the, the image is upside down. We did not design an, an upside down studio. Um, that's for our next trick. Yeah. Yeah, you got to find out we if can, we can. He can flip it. He can flip it. Sure, sure. Now this is uh, next one is is Crowder Studio. Yeah. Um, oh, Crowder. So this one was one of the most fun that I've had on any project. Like I had multiple trips down there. Felt like every time that we went over there, we got into something something yep. fun and oh, yeah. different and weird. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, this was the space when it when it uh, we we first arrived. I mean, nice thing about Crowder is that he did not care about isolation no. and just like Tori, you know, like makes, makes the project a lot easier. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's like, cause all the isolation details and, you know, 40, 50 pages of CAD sets, you know, we didn't even have to do any of that. Yeah. He just wanted a great sounding room. Yeah. Um, I remember when, um, we had a mutual friend and I, and I've known Crowder for a while, but I remember a mutual friend connected us for the studio and he called me to come over and I walked in the room and I just said, what's the goal? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I knew that he wanted, yeah, I knew what what was delivered. The end result was his goal, and so that's when I call. I knew I knew to call you, yeah, to to make it happen. Because some people just want to do, they want to go to Sweetwater and order panels and just put them up. It's sure. great, yeah. But some people just want a little bit more, no something else um, extra. Yeah, and he wanted not just a little more. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted a lot of more. Yeah, it is one of those spaces. Well, well for uh, first, I I flew down there to take some acoustical measurements and to see the room and meet meet david and and you there and uh i knew just first step into his house i was like this studio is going to be awesome oh, yeah. because like the house itself is tony's incredible yeah yeah david's wife tony's interior designer and just, just unbelievable what they've done with that space and there's even like there's a tour on on people magazine.com i think yeah of, oh, their, wow. of their house oh cool um that they did and it's it's really cool but the uh <clears throat> The studio, I was like, man, if it's got to match the vibe of the house, we're gonna have some fun with it. Oh yeah. And and uh, I remember early on, um, go to this next slide. You see the back of the room. They already had the couch picked out. Like yeah. It wasn't something that was added added later. And the desk uh, was already in there. But other than that, it was kind of a clean slate uh, yeah. of what we could do. And I remember early on, Tony was like, man, I I want it to be really clean and and white and and uh, which is always scary. Which is scary. Well. You know what? It wasn't scary at the time because it was really the first all-white studio we've done. Okay, like, we've done a bunch of them now, um, like the, because of this one, uh, because they see see this room and they're just like, man, I, I want something like Crowder Space, and then it just kind of snowballs to the each of the next projects. But yeah. Um, yeah, they they wanted it all white, and it is it is a scary thing in the fact that like, you know white fabric can get dirty really easily you got to make sure that it's, it's taken care of so uh matt call and simplified acoustics like they yeah. did all the install and uh they're great at at everything that they do but it's it's really um uh, uh working with white fabric you got to do all of the the dirty work like cutting the wood and putting the insulation in and then you got to clean the whole space and then you tuck in in the white fabric and yep. it's 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 a challenge but yeah um, but yeah, we, early on, you know, we, we started by, um, there's a, a little bit of a thing here. This is a shot of the front of the room where we had to take out this, this soffit uh, area. We had to cut away of it because we wanted this angled, uh, ceiling cloud to, to come up there and, and David's tall. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How tall is he? Like 10 foot, probably less than 10 foot, maybe six, like, give or take. I, I would guess that he's like six, six. He's like, I don't know, eight foot. Okay. So anyway, he's not eight foot. He's mm, tall. Nine Let's foot? Just say he's, can we agree to say he's tall? Okay. He's tall. And the, um, <laughs> the, the ceiling cloud there, if we didn't cut away at the soffit, um, it would have just been really low and like really close to his head. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that we got it up high enough with the angle. And so we had to cut away a little bit at the soffit again, since isolation wasn't an issue, it didn't matter. You know, like right. we could cut away from there. And I think right above them was the dining room. No, mm-hmm. no. 
living room something was it wasn't an issue it's like where he has that piano yeah. i think yeah just not a problem um but here you see all the brown uh things on the walls here that's four inches of of uh owens corning 703 but it's the formaldehyde free version so it, it doesn't have formaldehyde in it usually you see it it's yellow but that's what you're seeing a lot of here and we kind of went back in after the fact and added some more perforations and things like that to liven the room back up I have some base trapping in corners. This is the back of the room. Uh, notice, even though it's formaldehyde free, it's still fiberglass. So Matt's got the uh, the full mask garb on there to to make sure he's not breathing in the particles all the time. But um, this back area here is a, an inset area that we had to, for a diffuser, and we'll show a little bit about what we what we did there. Um, this next picture is kind of fun. This is the kind of fun we have on trips. Is that's you and David? Yeah. And uh, a really cool statue. Uh, Remember when they were they were doing renovation in the house and they had that huge beam that they were trying to place there for this cantilever thing and we thought, I mean, we weren't there to witness someone uh, getting critically injured, but I don't we, remember this. Okay, we were we were really you guys are concerned. I mean, yeah. David's got his arms crossed. We were afraid that this beam was going to fall on some awesome. people. Yeah, so we were there to to call for help. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, yeah, you were you were concerned. I was going to call for help. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and then you know, so there's a lot of steps. I we have a full video of this this project on YouTube. On YouTube, we'll link it in the description. Um, but you know. There's a lot of steps that go into making this a reality, yeah. um, and it was just really cool to get to the end of it. And David was just like so excited. Um, like a kid in he, a candy shop. I think he still is. Like oh, when he yeah. walks down there. And one thing I will point out, like this studio is so clean in pictures and everything like that. And but every time I've been over there, yeah. it looks the same. No, like, yeah. And he's not. And I can pop in just when I'm in Atlanta for something else. Yeah. And he's not cleaning. Because you're coming. That's no, just it's how just it is. how it is. It's it's always just yeah. so clean. Um, talk a little bit about. Uh, I've got this this next slide here uh, with some of the gear that we have below the synth rack. But um, talk about all the effort you put into making this studio like just always on. You know, yeah, always ready to go. That was a challenge. Um, yeah. Anytime I work on a room, whether whether it's my room or someone else's room, yeah, the goal is no headache. Yeah. If you're solving, like if you have to fix something, that means you're wasting time on your creativity. Yeah. I'd rather you go work on a song. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know with him, he wanted a lot. Uh, he wanted all those synths to be always on. Not just always on, but each one have a different input in Pro Tools. Yeah. Um, which that's a challenge because they're on the other side. And Matt, like I, I told Matt, just run six six cat cables. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I was I remember being so scared that because what we tried was um we tried we tried a solution it didn't work. It was audio over cat. Mm -hmm. It didn't work and I was freaking out. Yeah. And then as um at, around that time Tascam was releasing their um their Dante box. Yeah. And they sent some mm -hmm. and that saved that saved that problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm good friends with Joe Stopka that yeah. works at Tascam, and I remember connecting I mean, you guys. And Joe saved the day. Yeah. Um, because we were going to have to figure out a way to run audio cables from one side of the room to the other after all the treatment's been done, and that's impossible yeah. at that point. Um, so, yeah, so uh, he wanted all these things, and there's – I don't know if these are all the same ones that – that you have in this in this picture, but he he adds new ones all the time. He got them yeah. wrapped in white um, yeah. to fit. So yeah, um, all the all the um, scents are hooked up at all times. Yeah, but not just that. When he's at his desk mm -hmm. to the left, there's a there's a MIDI controller. Yep, that he could play MIDI and and control all of them um, at all times. Yeah, he can just select whatever one yeah. he wants. So if he if he has the settings already set, he just plays and records it into the DAW. Yeah. Um, so that's that was crazy. Yeah, there, this this room tech wise is out of control. Yeah, it's and it's something. There's not only that synth um, wall, but then there's also his guitar pedal. Oh uh, yeah, it, the desk in the front. There's a kick plate that it rolls out yep. all of his guitar pedals, and then that feeds an amp room on it the other side. Has tons of, the, of amps. Yeah, other side of the the house, and, and each like, one has individual inputs into Pro Tools. Yep, and that was Tascam again that yep. we ran everything uh, over there. And it's awesome. He can open up his phone and select which amp he wants and, and okay. not be 
blasted by the amp being no. in the room. It's on the whole other side of the house. Yeah, and it's not bothering anyone at any time. Yeah, I remember testing. I remember testing the amps one night when we when we like got it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had like one K tone going through it, and that's uh, that's really loud. And yeah. I didn't realize how loud it was until we opened the amp room yeah. door. Uh, but yeah, no, that this room uh, by far has has changed the way I, I build and like work on on my rooms too. Yeah, for sure. This is a action shot of you, you know, working with the what what board is that? Is it uh Toft? Yeah. Something like that. I yeah. I don't I don't I don't that he had there before. Um and yeah, there's then, a lot of things like he built that desk around that. So Right. We it was were, staying. We were, yeah, we were yeah. going to have to use that. <laughs> it was staying. And then uh I I have a screenshot of us hard at work doing uh a, we had a lot of Zoom calls trying to figure out like what's going on you know, uh, different things like that. And um, that's the beauty of like, we do a lot of like remote jobs or I love to go on site where I can. Um, but sometimes you got to handle something on the fly and yeah. then we just jump on a, and now you always wanted me to FaceTime. Yeah. I was going to say, is this FaceTime or Zoom or it looks uh, like, it looks like Zoom. It's, I think it's Zoom. Google. It's probably Zoom. I just think our friendship would thrive more if you could do FaceTime. So everybody, I'm uh, I'm an Android user. Boo. Uh, I have a Samsung Boo. phone. And uh, for years, I've actually um, been peer pressured by many of my clients. You're probably the most vocal, but I've been uh, Android shamed by uh, Tyler Joseph, Josh Dunn, yeah. um, uh, TJ Beachel from Neat. Um, yeah. There's group texts that I have with, mm-hmm. with uh, people in our circle sure. that I can't add you to. You could. No. I can't, and so you're left out. Yeah, but sometimes I like to play along, and like I will, I will type out emphasized an image, you know, and then it works fine. Um, yeah, there's there's moments like today when we leave this and we go get you an iPhone, and then you're you you get to join the. Group that was text. actually kind of the plan was to on the podcast switch over from Android to iPhone, but I. I have a huge, huge studio that I want to bring to you, but I can't tell you. Okay. Yeah, until you get an iPhone. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll think about it. All right, man. Have a good day. <laughs> Wait, we're not done. Oh, okay. We're not done. Uh, so, yeah, Crowder Studio, it turned out amazing. It is one of my favorite spots. Um, when we got it finished, you know, we had the the uh, Trio 11 speakers from Focal. That got sent to Josh Estock from, uh, from Focal, and... Uh, we're like, man, everything in this room is white. The, the synths are white. The walls are white. Uh, th- this is uh, another shot of the back wall. You got the, the clear diffuser uh, over some artwork there. We've got perforated panels. I mean, the whole thing is just, man, wouldn't it be nice to have some white speakers in there? This shot was done before we finished the install. To go back to the last picture? Yeah. So oh, yeah. The, we the we the can cut this underneath. out if it's not good. Yeah, but... Yeah. It, yeah. The, the the photos that, and I think these are the ones that were in Mix Magazine because this this ended up being on the cover of Mix Magazine, yeah. and and we got those photos taken like really early. I think there's a deadline we needed to hit. Yep. And, and um, in fact, this is a little little thing that people don't know. Oh, you gonna tell them? I'm gonna tell them. Tell them. Yeah. Ooh, don't tell them. Don't tell them. No. Unless they have iPhones. They probably most people probably do. Yeah. Um. No. The uh, we knew. Yeah. Crowder did not know that Josh at Focal yeah. was getting some custom painted white boxes for his Trio 11s. And we were like, we just didn't want to tell Crowder because no, we wanted to be a surprise. Yeah. And but it was during COVID. Yes. And so everything shut. It was, the plan was before COVID, too. Yeah. To do it, right? And yeah. We were going to have it like when the studio opened, but it just got, everything got delayed. And I remember when the Mix Magazine opportunity to be on the cover, um, uh, Tom Kenny from Mix uh, was was uh, kind enough to put this on the cover. And we we're like, but we know there's going to be white speakers in there someday. So um, we actually had them photoshopped. Yeah. So that's not an We knew that picture. they were coming. We knew they were coming. They're on but the way. He didn't and they, know. they actually look exactly like that. Um, they did a great job with the photoshopping. But, um, you know, the, the studio, there's just all these little details that, that went into it that is just a. Just, uh, the turntables. They have the turntables there in the corner that he is all wired up. Uh, the, all the LED lighting that went into it, like you can just change the way the, the room looks depending on, on uh, the mood. Um, this is probably the, the most serious picture of you have ever seen. The uh, best one. The best picture of you? No, the best picture of the studio. Maybe. Um, I got I got some. <laughs> I'm not even going to address that. I've got some weird rotation thing going on in my slides. This is a 
This is a speaker that's rotated in a weird oh, that's, way. That's when the white ones this came. This is the white ones came. So Josh from Focal hand-delivered uh, the white boxes. Rare. Rare. He doesn't, Rare. Do, he doesn't do that very often. Um, that was like his version of installing panels at Tori's place, like what I did. Like he brought these to to the studio and it just set the room off you know like uh the the room now is complete it feels feels right because uh we've got the white speakers in there and uh yeah i mean crowder's done so much work out of there like he's done you know um the milk and honey album oh, yeah. he did a lot of that he's, from there and, on, yeah he, he's working constantly in that room and the the timing of it was interesting because it was uh um you know I think the studio got done a week before COVID started, like right before he went on tour, because he was on tour yeah. like three dates into it when COVID started, and and then he had to stop the stop the tour, and he came back to yeah. the studio was like ninety percent done. Yeah, some some tech stuff we needed to work out, but yeah, it was enough for him to to work to be able to work and 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 make it happen. So, um, yeah, just an awesome space. Uh, one thing, and again, I've got a weird rotation here thing. Yeah, Luke can take care of that in post. But uh, one thing about Crowder is that he's just like one of the most like giving people, and just like he invests in you, like as, as a friend. Um, and I I don't think I've ever told this story uh, um, on a video before, but my son likes to give Pokemon cards yep. to my clients. Uh, he's a big Pokemon uh, fan, and and so he'll and he you know uh, Grayson will spend you know a good amount of time really thinking about the person that he's giving it to and like what would resonate with them the most wow. and and. Uh, He's given cards to Tyler Joseph and Josh Dunn and Debbie Ryan and all these people, and he wanted to give one to Crowder. And uh, he loves Crowder's music. We listen to it in the car a lot. And and so uh, this next picture here is Crowder. This was some other time that we were we were there visiting, and he just brought with him the card. He like he carried it with him because mm. he knew he was going to see me. He's like, "Tell Grayson, I've I've still, I still got the this. card." And so I'll zoom in on it. It's a uh, for those collectors out there. It's a Spiro, um, which has the, uh, the 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 battle uh, here of Peck bugs for ten ten plus. Um, and I don't know why, but Crowder just loved that card, yes. like Spiro, and he keeps it in this like special drawer. And uh, one of the cool parts about my job is that uh, I got to take Grayson to his first ever concert, and oh, it was a awesome. Crowder show. That's um, awesome. And so Crowder, uh, yeah, I had to explain to Grayson. I said, "Listen, buddy, like normally when you go to a concert, you just buy a ticket." And you just sit, sit down, and then you watch the show, and then you go home. Mm -hmm. uh, but Grayson got to go on the tour bus with Crowder. And he, <laughs> even Toby Mack was was uh, on that tour as well, and he got to go up on stage when Toby did his oh, last song awesome. and dance around. So it was a great experience. Like, this never happens, son. This doesn't happen very often, but uh, occasionally we get to do that. Yeah. But yeah, just one of the one of the best experiences. I'm so grateful for you for bringing us in on that. Oh like, man, more to come. Yeah. Um, all right, next one is just uh, we, we helped you, uh, you know, upgrade your studio to Atmos at yep. Reach. Yep. And, and uh, we didn't do a lot of acoustical upgrades. We didn't design the room to start with. You, no, you yeah. know, But you did a great job with, like, treating the room and, and getting it to a point where you'd been working out of there for years. Mm -hmm. But then as Atmos became more of a thing, yeah. you know, it was time to upgrade. So. Yeah, I knew I was going to make the switch a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. like 2020, what, 2021. Yeah. And so I knew that I needed to work on the Atmos rig, and so when I was ready to do it, yeah, you helped me with speaker placement. Um, I had to upgrade my desk. Had to, I had to get rid of a lot of stuff, bring in stuff. So yeah. I got that desk made. and Yeah, we've got uh, kind of a side shot of the room. Yeah. And one of the things with, with placing the surround speakers and the rear speakers and the ceiling speakers, we had to make some adjustments to ceiling clouds and, and panel positioning, and that's something that – there's a lot of people upgrading to Atmos at this at this time, and and it's it can affect your acoustical treatment and what you do with it. So yeah. we we helped you with some diagrams and and uh, uh, for the placement. But you got you did all the install here. You see some of the ceiling speakers around uh, the the ceiling clouds, and and uh, tell us about like I mean how much work are you doing in Atmos these days? Yeah, a lot. Um, I don't know the percentage, but yeah, it's it's. Most most of the time, the bigger label clients, for sure, if they're doing stereo, they're they're also doing Atmos too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What was the biggest challenge in in making that jump from doing mostly stereo stuff to, um, to Atmos? Yeah, there's no like one way to do it. <laughs> Every, all the engineers are trying to figure out what translates the best. Um, they have boundaries that we have to stay within, but mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of wiggle room. So yeah, just trying to figure out sonics. Yeah, of Atmos. Because there's not only like techniques that people use, but it's kind of it's an artistic piece of it. You yeah, know, it's even more. I mean, you're already being artistic, being a mixer. Yeah. But then like being able to to then have so much more available to you and more headroom and yep. being able to, to place things around yep. the room. Yeah. Um, and it's also probably a, it's probably a weird balance of, of doing what's right for the song versus doing something that's a little hokey and it's like, yeah. oh, something's flying over top of me, but is yeah. that serving the song at all? Yeah. You know? No, yeah, I try to stay away from that, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm so happy that we did it and I appreciate you for helping. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great room. Um, and then that kind of leads us to the next thing that we're working on currently, yeah. which is your space at your house. Yes. So look at this. This is this is fun. So we've been talking about this for years, like oh, probably man. six years or so. Um, it's always been a dream. Yeah, just having some a space at your home that you can, you know, you got three kids and it's nice to be home with them. You know, I guess what what's the main motivating factor for having a having a room at home? Yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I am, I'm gonna I'm not gonna work in it every day because I'd like to be around people. Yeah, and so I have the other spot. Um, but yeah, when we were about to have my son, when my wife was about to have my son, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I, yeah, I just knew that I needed to be home more, mm-hmm. and also I like to be available. For whenever I feel like mixing a song, yeah, uh, I, I like having a room available when I like mixing a song. I can't just pull out my laptop at the dinner table, right? Um, also, sometimes there's issues that I need to go solve, and it will take me five minutes to just hop in the studio and and do it, and then come back in. So yeah. I knew that I needed a space. Um, but yeah, he was about to be born. I remember calling you and being like, "Okay, yep, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Let's do it." Um, we were getting stuff designed, like we did our whole design for our backyard a couple years ago, and. Um, no, this is what did it. I had to get that big tree taken down. Right. And once we got this big water oak taken down because it died, I was like, perfect, perfect spot. Sun's being born. Everything was permits. Like, I was like, let's go. Let's, let's do line it. Let's it up. do it. Right. So it's, it's, it's basically a standalone room, uh, you know, that's in, in the backyard there. This, this yeah. shot shows some of the progression of, of, uh, um, the contractor that was building it and, yeah. and kind of putting it all together. Um, one of the things that I know was big on your list was having some natural light in the room, like not just feeling like you're in a, right. I mean, you could be in a, in a box anywhere mixing, yeah. you know, but if you could have a little bit of view from the outside and have <laughs> some, some light coming in. I remember, uh, cause you know, they, they have like studio shed, they have, and it, they all have different angles. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was talking with the builder. I'm like, this is what I want angle like this and I remember calling you and being like is this okay and you're like can he flip the angle and I was like yeah Ooh, that's custom I don't know yeah. uh, but no he like we you know I you came up with some plans and mm-hmm. I gave it to him and he was like yep yeah because originally the angle was going to be side to side yeah and with mix rooms we want symmetry and and uh, so I was wondering can we just slope from the front of the room up to the back of the room and he made it happen you yeah. know it's it's really great and then uh, next slide here is is showing um, a little bit further along uh, where we've got some exciting and and, and uh, you got the, the doors in the windows in um, just gonna be a really cool space right now I mean I don't think I have any more recent photos yeah. than this one but we are at the, yeah, the soffits are almost done mm-hmm. yeah I yeah, kind of just it's really hard to, you know, stop. I wanted to do a lot myself and document it all. Yeah. So that we can do a video later. But yeah, soffits are done. I'm hoping to have it done in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, next, I'll show some renderings that we did. And we're going with a little bit different color scheme. Uh, we're going more white. Yeah, I'm going to do white. You know, uh, but uh, this is uh, some renderings that were done by uh, um, Tracy Roberts, one of, one of my employees. It's actually the first renderings she'd done. Like she, she does a lot it. of the CAD work and things, but uh, she crushed it. Yeah, it's just awesome. Um, and so you, know, you get the windows on the side, you got the sloped ceiling. Um, we've got the, the uh, right now, it's, it's Showing the, the the Atmos system in there. Yeah. Are you going to go right off the bat? You think for that? I'm wiring it. Um, I'm wiring it for sure for Atmos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger right away because I have my other room. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the plan. That's the plan. That's the great thing about um, when you're building something from scratch like this. You can run conduit and just 
plan for the future. Like, yeah. so, and that's a conversation we're having a lot of people is it's like, like, I don't know if I want to do Atmos yet, but I want to build the studio. So we'll just run the conduit. It's, it's cheap to run PVC and, and then just have it right there behind the drywall mounting points for where speakers would go. And then you can make the decision down the road. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but yeah, that's uh, the inside looking forward. We've got the, the back here. Um, and it's just going to be super comfortable space. It's crazy. Cause that's like, they, this is a rendering, but I show many, like I show people all the time and like, this is, this is where it is. I'm yeah. like, no, this is a rendering, yeah. but but the you room don't actually, have that city skyline behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Uh, actually, I don't wish. Yeah. But they, but yeah, this is exactly how the room looks and is going to look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have like, uh, uh, we have these insets here on the side. You've oh, yeah. got. I know you like. I don't even know where a lot of the plaques are because you have a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I don't have. You're them. a very humble person, but. Yeah, thanks. You know, you've done a lot of things, yeah. you know, and and uh, so we have uh, these little insets to be able to hang plaques on both sides. But honestly, it was a way to cover the electrical panel. Because I have two two electrical panels, yep. clean and dirty power, but I have nowhere in my house to put plaques that right. doesn't feel like. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. So I have a couple at the other <laughs> studio, but then I have boxes just all yep. over the house. Yeah. Um. So I'm, so I'm excited to be able to have somewhere to display a couple of them. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So that's where we're at right now. I mean, we, I think we covered all the projects that we've worked on together. And they've all been, like, really major, like, steps in my career, too. So I, like, I'm really grateful for you to bring us in on things. Because, oh, yeah. um, you know, like, the Tory project and the Crowder project is, like, these are studios that people now look at that they want to then emulate. And yeah. um, it's opened a lot of doors for us. So. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I love working with you. I know the clients love working with you. I think you're in... You're one of the most honest, kind people that I know, and so it's easy to bring that in on projects because I know you're not going to um, – you're making decisions based on the best the best choice. You're not doing it for money. No. I'm, well, and I'm not. I, You know, I, I come from, you know um, – uh, a background where it's just like you, you treat people the way you'd like to be treated. And I know that if I'm doing a studio like this, yeah. um, I wouldn't want people to sp like spend my money frivolously. You no, know, yeah. I, I don't want it to be something where it's just like, and so I, I'm upfront and honest with people about, okay, we could do this, but it's going to cost, you know, quite a bit more. And really the only upgrade is aesthetics. Yeah. Like uh, it, acoustically, it's going to sound the same if you do this or this, but at least put that in front of them so yeah. that they know if they are cutting something for budget reasons, they know what it's going to do aesthetically yeah. and they know what it's going to do acoustically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, I, if I'm if i up front with the people about that and they're making the decision with all the information, then I can yeah. sleep well at night. Yeah, it's, it's easy to... It, yeah, yeah. so what I was going to say is you make decisions as if it was your money that you're spending. And, right. and the clients see that too. And that's what I do on the music side, the mixing side, or... I always try to find the best people to work with that yeah. are honest people, um, and you're one of them. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and honestly, like you're just becoming one of my best friends, you know. So it's we play it, Call of Duty every weekend. Well, we, well, we play. I do. You play Call of Duty every Friday. You try to get me to play every, every Friday. Every Friday. Um, and I don't, I don't do a good job at it. No, honestly. Like a lot of times I'm. Well, that's one of the group texts that you're not a part of. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, he's, he is. He's part right. of it. He's We're going to cut this and go, go to no, let's uh, keep going. get an iPhone. Um, let's keep going. You want to keep going? Uh -huh. What do you want to talk about then? Let's talk about. Oh. Well, let's talk about like what what are you currently working on that you're proud of? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm really excited about the studio. Mm -hmm. um, I've been traveling, so I haven't been able to put all the work in. But I'm I'm really excited about that, documenting that, editing, having him edit that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a lot. Uh, working, I just did a song with David Kushner. Yeah, Daylight. Um, that went like top global. That, that was insane when you sent me the text. I mean, it was like top global and then number six debut or so. I don't know it what was, it, it's crazy. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, I, so I'm doing a lot with with him and that team, mm -hmm. which. Honestly, I didn't know who David was before the song came in. I'm sure. not. I'm on TikTok. Sure. And that, I knew that. I know that's where the song blew up. But mm -hmm. yeah, that team has been incredible to work with. Yeah. Um, really good dudes. David's such a good dude. Um, How did they end up finding you to work on that? Yeah, uh, his manager f followed me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, reached out one day for another artist, mm -hmm. and I did something, and just yeah. did good work. 
and it landed it landed there it's so interesting like how many parallels there are with what you do and what we do it's like but it's the same principles it's just like you treat people the right way i don't care about i do not care about the product i i i, I care about the person, the person right and which makes you care about the product yes in a roundabout correct. way yeah yes. but i'm not i'm not just saying yes because you're paying me to do something i'm saying yes because i want to work with you and i like you right so let's Let's figure it out. And there needs to be more people like that, honestly, because it's it's something where for me, um, you know, I'm always looking at these opportunities and and, uh, I'm always like humbled that people are going to trust us to do like with you. It's like their vision and their art. And Mm -hmm. same thing with these studios. It's like this is a big investment, both, you know, yeah, it's monetarily, but it's like emotionally and like it's a dream they've had their whole lives a lot of times. I'm not just mixing or working on the on a song because. Like I'm invested with you to make the the best product yeah. that we can because yeah. I like you. That's awesome. And the fact that they found you on social media, like that's been a huge thing for us as well. It's like I wasn't even sure like what impact it was going to have. And then there's been opportunities that have come through social media that I'm just like, that is amazing. Yeah. That, that that people would find us that way and and be able to to just quickly reach out and then we could work on a project together. Like I, there's this one um, uh, project that we we. Uh, just finished up in California, um, where uh, the the guy had uh, just liked one of our posts, and there's a blue check mark, and I, you know, it's back before then. You know, I just click like, uh, what's he do? And it come find out like he had actually um, written a lot of the music from a children's show that Grayson loved. You oh, know? Wow. And he even had like a um, a themed like uh, uh, most of his Christmas presents one year was was from from this show. And I just sent him a DM. I just said, hey, man, I, I saw you just liked our post. It's really cool what you do. My son loves it and, and just wanted to say, like, you do awesome work. Because it's actually one of those shows where, like, the music is really great for adults as well. Like, yeah. it's not something that's just, you know, annoying or anything like that. But I, I sent him that note, and then he just wrote me back and said, honestly, like, I, uh, I'm i building a new studio, and I need somebody. Oh, like, wow. And then now it's complete, and he's super happy with it. That's awesome. And it's awesome. just like this, that kind of stuff is... Full circle, that's awesome. ...is really, really neat. Yeah. You know, what's your favorite speaker? Don't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. See, that's the thing. Well, people ask me that question all the time, and I say, well, well I have... I have Here like we a go top with the three. political, the I, political answer. I have a top three that I usually say like these. These are the ones I prefer, but everybody else is going to have a top three as well. Yeah. Sometimes people just have a, a top one. Let's talk about this. Um, Trinoff. Okay. I'm a big fan of Trinoff. Yes, me too. Um, but and I and I put them, I put them in every room. Mm-hmm. I plan to have it in my room at the house. I have it in my studio, a couple studios in my place. But do you remember David's room? Yes, in Crowder's room, Could, yeah. Remember how many hours we spent? Yeah. I mean, we spent like four to six hours or so. Tuning just... the room with the trim-off, which only takes, if you know what you're doing with the trim-off, you can get it done in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But we were dialing is, it in for a long time. Is we... the trim-off currently in David's room? It is not. Why? He just preferred the sound of the room without it. What did you think about it? Um, I felt... Pretty much the same way. I agreed with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of rooms where I put the turnoff in, and it's. I mean, I tell people all the time. I call it a cheat code. Like it feels like, wow, this is you know this was, uh, a pretty good room already. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like a, it, it's crazy. And so, yeah. um, yeah. For some reason though, in David's room, like without it, it just sounded, I think, more true. You yeah. know, than it was. And I don't know why that room, because we've, we've put it in, you know, probably 15 to 20 rooms that we've oh, done. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why his room was the exception, but it was. Yeah. I can always find a reason to put it in a room. Mm-hmm. And that way I've, I took it out, which is. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. different. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, I mean, every room is different. Every room has different acoustical properties, speaker setup different speakers, placement of those speakers, yeah. and it's it's every little bit of it is uh, factored into the end result. You know, it's like I realize that what we do is like a – it's a, a, an important part of it, but it's just a part of it. Like yeah. there's all these other things that are important to make sure. sure it gets it right. Yeah. Man, you're amazing. Your team's amazing. Thanks. You guys man. are a joy to work with. 
you as well, man. It's a, uh, I always know too, when you bring a project that one, it'll be fun because we get to work together, but also it's like, I mean, every, every person we've worked with has been quality people yeah. too. So every year, every, at the beginning of every year we say, all right, so how many projects do we want to, what's our goal this year? Just so that it's just a reason to kick yeah. it and hang out. Yeah. At least one a year would be ideal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so after you build this studio in your backyard, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. We're gonna do another one further back in your backyard. Two. Lindsay yeah. will. Lindsay will love that. Yeah. One Atmos and one stereo. Yeah. Lindsay will love it. She, okay. She said yes already. I'll. I'll check with her and see. No, first. I have a really big job for you, but you're green. I'm a green. You're text, not, you, you text have, you have blue bubble. Okay. Well, we're gonna end this episode of the Sound Project now, and I'm gonna go get an iPhone, <laughs> um, so I can get another project with yeah. with Biz. So. That's the goal. So that's been another episode. Thanks for being part of the Sound Project. If you have any other ideas of future episodes we could record, feel free to email us at info at and we'll see you next week. <laughs>